This is one of those special episodes where I have a person join me and we talk a little bit more in depth about something from Genesis. And we're inviting you to come along. We're so glad that you joined us today. I'm so happy to have you here because I have a special guest on with me today named Linnea Hagman. You might notice the name similarity because it's my daughter and she is a wonderful girl who is going to have a conversation with me today about the Sabbath. And Linnea, a little bit about you. Let's see. Do you want to say something about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm 19, and I go to Houston Christian University down in Texas. I, I'm majoring in business with a minor in English after changing my major officially once, but the, the business stereotype holds true. It's not the toughest major, so that's why I'm in the Honors College to, to spice it up a bit and have some philosophical conversations, just like we're going to have today. You talk in your classes all day and you have really deep discussions. And so I'm looking forward to this. So that's what we're going to do today together. So we're starting with, well, we're actually continuing on with talking about the Sabbath and why rest is so important. And so my first question is, why is it so hard for Americans to rest, do you think? There, I don't think that there's just one answer. I think that there's a multitude of answers. And part of the reason I think is because in our culture, we've either gotten used to being busy all the time, we just call it normal, or we don't like the feeling of actual rest. I think that we've forgotten what true rest is. And instead of resting, I think that we just distract ourselves because it's it's easier to to do instant gratification than it is to actually rest and rejuvenate. So I also think that Americans are I don't want to say lazy, but there's I think there's two kinds of people, people who work too hard and don't rest enough and then people that don't really work and put their full into everything and then when they do rest it's the instant gratification sort of rest that's not going to fill you up so you're saying there are different kinds of rest yes what what kinds of rest do you think there are what kinds of rest are there there's rest where you do a relaxing activity some people like to fish, some people like to draw. And there's also rest you can find in community. But I think that's kind of closer to the rest that we talk about when we're talking about the Sabbath, because taking a Sabbath is that rest in the Lord. And there's this one worship song that I love. It's called Abide. And one of the, the lines in it is, teach me to abide. And I think that the Sabbath is about abiding in God and letting him be our strength, our source of strength, because really we all need something to depend on. And if we're not depending on him, what 
are we depending on? And I think the Sabbath is, is getting our priorities straight, getting our dependence directed towards the right thing, and that's God. Because it is tough to learn how to abide in him, but without that, I don't think that we can be the Christian, the fully empowered Christian that we want to be and that we see in Jesus because we truly need to abide in him and to, to spend time with him so that we can be strengthened and conformed to be like Christ. And we also, it's a time to cast our weakness on him. And then the Holy Spirit in turn fills us up and he speaks to us. And then when he speaks to us, he can speak through us. But for all that to happen, again, you have to abide and, and put him number one in your heart. So yes, to answer your question, there are different kinds of rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was well said. I found that um, when I was having a Sabbath earlier this week, because I kind of did an experimental Sabbath day to test how to have a Sabbath <laughs> and then how to talk about it. And I found myself struggling with not purposely not doing something productive that I felt a little bit guilty. And I know that when I talk to people and they're like, Hey, how you doing? And people say busy. It seems like that sort of means, Oh, I'm just so, I, I have such purpose in my life because I'm so busy and somehow busyness is equated with, yeah, that's because I'm really nailing it with importance and significance in my life. Cause I'm busy. And I think that that is a lie that busyness doesn't necessarily equate to that. I mean, you can be busy and it can be good and fruitful, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-mm. No. That's fascinating. Yeah. Also, because if you look at the, at the disciples and Jesus, they were, they were busy, but they weren't in a rush. So there's that, there's the healthy busyness, there's the healthy working, but. Well, I'd say, let me, let me interrupt and say, I don't know if they kind of were urgently busy sometimes, but Jesus wasn't. Cause they'd be like, what are you doing? Everybody's waiting for you. Come on. You know, they'd be kind of freaking out and Jesus would say, actually, we're going to go over here now. And then they're like, what? We're leaving. Everybody's waiting for you. You know? So I don't know if they really had it down. Maybe after <laughs> Jesus was resurrected and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, then they started to kind of settle yes, in more to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not, not so much that. before. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they were kind of, they were still learning how to, yeah. how to do that. Then we talked a little bit about this. So then what is the purpose of the Sabbath? Because I think I, I can tell what it isn't because I spent enough days watching television on my days off to know that that is not a Sabbath. Like you can't binge watch yourself into full rest or scrolling through Instagram for hours to really achieve a restful closeness to the Lord. In fact, I'm starting to wonder if it means turning off all screens for the day or at least for part of the day, like most of the day. What do you think about that? Oh, I think that's a great idea because I I took a Sabbath to on Sunday just to see what an actual Sabbath is like because I don't remember the last time I've actually done that. And we're going to be talking about it today. So I was like, you know what? It might be smart to, to do this before I just talk about it. And yes, turning the screens off is 
probably the number one thing because it's not that television is evil. It's not that Instagram is inherently evil, but it is a distraction. And I don't think that it pushes us towards the Lord. So, I mean, the purpose of a Sabbath there, it's, I go back to what I said a few minutes ago, it's to find our rest and our strength in the Lord. And yes. Yeah. And not in that, in what people call rest, the binge washing and, and eating a lot of food. I notice is what people do on their day off too, which food is good. I love food, but overindulgence is what a lot of people's Sabbath or day off turns into. And I mean, gluttony is a sin. We don't want to be going anywhere towards that on our day off. So that's a good point. You know, hold on. I found that when I was doing the Sabbath, I was on Monday, mine was on Monday and I ate less food because I was doing the Sabbath and I realized I got to about three or four o'clock and I thought, I didn't have a snack. I always have snacks. I have like one or two snacks and I was not hungry. And I thought, isn't that interesting that I was focusing more on the Lord. And so I wasn't focusing so much on my stomach and what I wanted to put in it. It wasn't like I was trying to eat less. It just sort of happened. And I just thought that's an interesting, that's an interesting side effect. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an outcome. It's the the rightly ordering your heart and mind towards the Lord. That's, yeah. And it's also, I was thinking about how, how Jesus, he set apart time to spend with the Lord like you would do to spend time with a friend. And I think that's part of what we, we have to do for taking a Sabbath. And not in a legalistic way to set apart time for something, but I mean, just because you don't want to do something, you do it doesn't mean that it's legalistic. That's just having discipline. Yeah. And keeping in relationship. Yeah. Because if you don't talk to someone for a while, are you really in relationship with them? And the same goes for our relationship with the Lord. Absolutely. So what have you noticed when you've taken a Sabbath? What else did you notice on that day? Oh my goodness. It was it was amazing. I, how I did it, I got up a bit earlier before church and I had time in the Bible with the Lord and I, I prayed. I took a walk and prayed. I got in his presence. And then at church, the two things that were said during the transition from worship and then also in the sermon, they were related to what I had prayed about that morning too. And I felt the Lord's presence so much stronger than usual because it's like I was warmed up for it. I was I was in tune with the radio of God, if that's what you want to call it already. <laughs> so, and then the rest of the day, I, I spent time with family. I took a nap and it was, I ended the day feeling rested and ready for the week. And... I didn't have any guilt because I find if you spend a day in indulgence, binge watching, binge eating, then you end the day feeling guilty and gross. And what a terrible way to start your week. And what a waste of time too, because we can't get time back. 
our time is precious. So it was, it was an amazing day. And then I also think about the, you mentioned something about productivity when you're taking a Sabbath. And I think about it like this, how athletes have rest and recovery and how there's different recovery methods. There's, I don't know, ice baths, sauna, going for a walk, stuff like that, where you're still moving. You're not, you know, just standing still, but it's this active recovery. And I think that we can have the same idea for a Sabbath. Because for me, an example of this, I like to draw. So on Sunday, I can spend some time drawing, which is, it's relaxing and it's a sort of hobby. It doesn't distract me from the Lord, doesn't pull me farther from him. Stuff like that, or playing the piano, spending time with family is also a great thing to do on the Sabbath. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking too, to get outside and be in nature a little bit, like going on a walk, like you said, going on nature trails, going to the park with kids. I remember when, when you were young, a lot of times we would go hiking or we would, that was kind of a long, a long day, but like we would also go to the park and just walk around the trails. Do you remember that one park? I don't remember the name of it in Gig Harbor that had all those trails through the woods and we would go on yeah. them. That, yeah. that I think that would qualify as a good Sabbath kind of thing because you're spending time together you're out in nature just a little and you also mentioned a nap that's a great idea yes and then you know what I did that I really liked on my Sabbath was I took all my worries everything I was concerned about people who are sick with cancer and the stuff with just the world right now and and then my own life and my family and I just wrote out everything I could possibly think of that was troubling my heart and then I just went through and prayed over every one of those things. And it was so wonderful. Mm. I just loved it. By the end, I was like, thank you, Lord, that you are working in these situations. And it just really helped me to lay them down at his feet and let them go. Mm. And that was, I think, one of the best things I did in my whole Sabbath day. You know, I read my Bible, too. I did some soap journal, you know, scripture, observation, application, prayer. I did that. And I was able to go a little bit. I just took my time and looked at cross references and just enjoyed, you know, being in the word. And then that prayer time was really great. It took me probably two or three hours to do all of that. It took me <laughs> some time and it was wonderful. Now I didn't do a Sabbath on Sunday, but I think that would be the better day because what you said, you, you're going to church, you're getting your, your heart sort of, you're, you know, you're, you're repenting in the worship, you're getting your, your business sort of dealt with before the Lord and your spirit is just kind of fed. And so then to go into the rest of the day sounds easier. You know, for me, I was trying to generate because I was coming off of a women's conference that I had hosted. So I had to, on Monday, start fresh myself. And it was a little bit hard to get my flesh to just obey me. <laughs> so I tell you, the Sabbath, you know, that's another good thing about the Sabbath is it like you may, it makes you deny your flesh. you like, I tell you, Linnea, I, I took the dog out for a quick potty break. And I was outside and I was like, look at all this work that needs to be done outside. Look at the, you know, and I just saw all these things I should do. And then I went in and thought, I want to watch a movie. I just want to, and I was like, no, stop it. And I had to say no to myself. And it, I was like 15 minutes into my Sabbath. And that's what my brain immediately went to. And then I thought, wow, I'm, I think I'm addicted. Yeah. I think that's what I normally do. Like I default to putting on television going to my phone, 
in order to rest. Yeah. In fact, I was thinking, you know how you have time during the regular day to rest? Mm-hmm. Like just regular things that you could do. People are always on their phones, like yes. resting at a stoplight, resting at a, an, a line in a store, just regular things where you would just pause for a moment and look up at the sky or look at a person. And nobody does that. They're all on their screens, waiting in a doctor's office. You know, they're always yeah. on screens. Yeah. So this is like, if, if you have one day where you're intentionally like, I'm going to take that button on the side of my phone, that's the off button and press it and hold it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm amazed that you're 19 and you're able to say this. Well, is that okay. hard for you? No, of course not. It's not about age. It's just about common sense. And unfortunately, a lot of people lack it. I don't think it should be called common sense. It's basically uncommon sense. So if you have it, good job. You're in the minority. But I mean, even about the phone thing, Steve Jobs himself said that phones should not take the place of reality in the time that you're living in. And he sees people basically putting their phones first and ignoring the things going on around them. Ignore, this is one thing that gets me. When I see people out for dinner or something, a group of people, they're all on their phones at the table. That shows me where their priorities are. And I think that in the same way, our Sabbath, our day off, it shows where our priorities are, where we get our strength from, where we get our rest from. And I mean, we're not, as Christians, we are not called to be people of this world. But how often does it look like that? How often do we live like that? So, yeah, and then with the Sabbath, again, keeping God as number one instead of a person, that's something that I've struggled with in the past with relationships. We won't go there today, but keeping the Lord as number one and what he says first in my heart, kind of the audience of one, two, like we're, we're living for him, living to him. Keeping that perspective throughout the week, it starts on your Sabbath because you're orienting your heart to the Lord. You're giving your time to the Lord. And it really, it only does us good. So it's funny why a lot of people struggle with it, myself included. I'm not talking down on anyone. Taking the Sabbath is tough. So why, why is it so hard for people? Back to the first question. Yeah. I think there are obstacles. There are just obstacles. And honestly, I think there's a fear. Mm. Like if I say that I am taking a day of rest, what is that saying about my significance? Again, going back to the busyness, if busyness equals purpose and I'm not busy on this day, you know, we've, we've got it so backwards. Somehow we've put the busyness first before the rest. And I, on the last podcast, this was a huge revelation for me. The rest came first. Adam and Eve were made on that sixth day. And then the day after that, the seventh day was the day of rest. So they were made. And then the first full day of existence, they rested with the Lord. And somehow we've gotten this backwards. Like if I'm working for Jesus, if I'm busy, then that's where my purpose and significance is. But no, actually, our significance comes from that we are with him, that we 
abide, like you said, abide with him. And from that, now I can work. That's why I work. Hmm. So maybe to start with where you find your identity and what you put your identity in, because we're talking about busyness being equated with your purpose and then our identity being in the Lord, but then fear stopping us from returning to our maker. So does it start with where we place our identity? It might. Hmm. Isn't that funny? It seems like everything comes back to that. Every time I'm talking, I'm always talking about identity, identity, identity. And it's not just because of our current state of culture. I think it's who we are and how we think of ourselves and how we think of God. It's like the most important thing, Hmm. especially how we think of God. So the fact that he made us valuable enough to just because he loves us and we're made in his image, that's where our value is. Hmm. We can rest. Yeah. We have permission to rest. It's like, do you yeah. do you see yourself differently if you're not working on some sort of project? If you're not busy, busy. I think so. I think so, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah. 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 So but here's the irony of it all is that a Sabbath is not doing nothing. It's purposely intentional to do something which is to sit with Jesus, to cease and be with him and to be with family and to rest our bodies and actually receive the blessing that he has. You know, I, this is another thing from the last podcast when, when I was recording it, I of course did all this vocabulary study and the word bless is amazing. It's so life-giving. It's like this abundant life blessing, you know, when the Lord blessed the Sabbath. And so there's actually a real empowerment Mm. from Sabbath. It's not just stopping doing something and sort of being there doing nothing. It's actually being endued with power. I was looking at John 15. Are you turning there? No, but I can. Hmm. John 15. But we've already kind of talked about this. It's where well, let's just okay. bring it up one more time. John 15. I'm looking at verse 5 and 6 and actually 7 to um, I'll read it. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And again, the abiding in him, and then just the importance of that, because when we abide in him, his words speak through us in ministry. Yeah. Absolutely. And he'll do things. You know, there's a whole relationship thing that, that the Lord's saying, look, stay close to me, stay abiding in me. And then what you're asking, I'm going to do it because you're in my will. Since you're spending so much time with me, your character is being formed more into me. And so then you're going to be asking for things that are, that are going to be good. And I'm going to do, I just, I think about, I've been reading this biography by Charles Finney and Actually, it wasn't by, it was about Charles Finney, who was an American evangelist back in the 1800s. 
and he was quite a revival preacher. Like people would, thousands, thousands in every city would come and just get blown away by the, by the Lord. And Charles Finney had just a really powerful ministry. And you know what he did a lot was pray a lot, a lot, a lot. And he had loads of people praying and they would, they would stay in prayer and until they saw whatever was the obstacle, just like that they would push through. When do we have time to do that during our regular days? Do we have time to like in this one, I remember this one part of the book said they prayed to the assurance meaning they prayed to the point where they knew the Lord had heard them and he was going to answer. And that takes time. If you pray to the assurance, you can't just be like, okay, Lord, I just want this. Thank you. Amen. And go, you have to pray long into the assurance. When can you do that? Maybe we're too busy. How about on a Sabbath? How about on a Sabbath? You could do that. You could pray to the assurance on a Sabbath day. But maybe also, maybe we're too busy in our week. Maybe we need to like, trim things down a bit. Yeah. I think that there is an element of a Sabbath on every day. We should have a little bit of time, which is why we have hopefully at some kind of a quiet time in the morning where we're praying, reading our Bibles, maybe a little worship before we launch off on our day. We absolutely have to. And I think Sabbath is more like a soaking in a really like immersion type experience with yeah. the Lord, as opposed to just, you know, and so it's, the more, the more I'm reading about it, the more I am, I am absolutely convinced that this is the key to fully walking in the power, love, discipline, and fruitfulness of God. Yes. Like this is a huge, a huge part of it. And why haven't I done it regularly? I don't know. It's probably because I didn't want to, nope. you know, my flesh is like, I don't want to do that. I want to watch whatever show I want to watch for six hours or something. Nope. But you're right. You get to the end and you're like, well, that wasn't, that doesn't feel great. It never does. It never does. And yet no. we still lie to ourselves and convince ourselves, oh, I'm resting now. This is good. The Bible says take the Sabbath. This is my Sabbath. This is my day off. And I'm going to do what I want to do. But I think, yeah. I mean, it's one of the Ten Commandments, people. You can't be slacking. Yeah. 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 It is. And it's, it was even before the 10 commandments. So it's not even like the law. Yeah. It was, you know, a creation. Okay. So let's, let's just have a list of possible options for a Sabbath for people like activities, things you do. So we said church. Church. I personally, I'm a morning person. So I love taking walks in the morning when it's quiet and not too hot and humid yet because Houston's terrible. But yes, I, I think taking a walk in the morning is great. Yeah. And for me, I like to sleep in. So that to me is a great way to start the day by sleeping in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's the difference. But both of them are good. We could do that. Yeah. Going to church, reading our Bible, journaling. Spending time with family. Making a, yep. Yeah. Making a worry list and then praying through that. I think I was, I was looking at some notes from another pastor who's, who keeps a Sabbath regularly. You know, they're not that many people who do, so you really have to hunt for them. But there's this one, one pastor and he said, spend time with the Lord until about 3 PM, which I was like, dang, that's long. But if you think about, okay, you're getting up in the morning, you take a walk, you're getting breakfast, you're going to church, 
Maybe you go out to lunch with somebody or you just come home. That's only like three or four hours maybe that you're spending. I mean, that's a long time, but 3 p.m. Then you're taking your walk. You're taking your nap. You're spending time with people in your lives, with your family or even, you know what? You know what I was thinking? Wouldn't it be fun to like read out loud together as a family? Like if you have a, a group of people that live in your house, we used to do that all the time. I remember. Reading out loud and sharing sharing stories. That's a great way to spend time together. Yeah. I can read out loud to myself. And your dog. Exactly. See, there's an answer for everyone. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> That's right. You could read a book. You don't have to, you know, and you can draw. I can. I can. I can do both at the same time. No, that probably wouldn't turn out too well. <laughs> yeah. So is there an obstacle to keeping the Sabbath that is unsurmountable or ins- insurmountable? I don't think there is one. I think, I think that, I think that they're all surmountable. I think that they're possible to conquer. There shouldn't be any obstacle that could keep us from the Sabbath. We could do it. Even if it's just part of a day, even if it's just like a half a day, don't you think? I think the biggest, yes, definitely. And I think that the biggest obstacle is ourself. Yeah. Which is normally the case, isn't it? Yeah, actually. Mm. It is. Sucks to but suck if we're yeah, well, and it's an intentional choice. We have to be intentional about it, which means I think prepping a little bit the day before. Like what I did was on Sunday, I prepped some food so that on Monday I didn't have that much dinner to prepare for the family. I just it was really easy, so I did that so, and I cleaned. What? My opposite of that is that I did my meal prepping on my Sabbath because I, I think it's relaxing. So that's funny, the difference there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that makes sense because to me, you know, getting food ready is work. So I didn't want to do a lot of that on the Sabbath, but if you were just like, cause you have to, I think the best thing to ask yourself about what to do on a Sabbath is, is it life giving? Mm. And if it's life giving to cook a little something, then do it. If it's life giving to go out and garden a little bit, then do it. But if it's like, I can't stand pulling weeds. I don't want to get out there in that garden. That's a bunch of work. Then that's not life-giving so that I wouldn't do that on a Sabbath. You know, I would just try to find things that are life-giving. By life-giving, do you mean, does it please my spirit? I think so. Yeah. 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 Mm. Right. Because I mean, yeah, that's the difference. Pleasing your spirit versus pleasing your flesh. And then also I think that taking a Sabbath or maybe the, if it's tough for you to take a Sabbath, it shows what you've been feeding, either your flesh or your spirit. Yes. Because, I mean, really, for me, what I've noticed the most is what it boils down to is you should take a Sabbath out of love for the Lord and out of wanting to spend time with Him. Because the opposite of love is not hatred, it's indifference. And I didn't come up with that. I heard that somewhere. But I think you can apply that to a Sabbath as well, just being indifferent to spending time with the Lord. That's that's the opposite of love. And that is a great place to end on right there because we don't take a Sabbath to be legalistic or to try to earn something from the Lord. We're doing it because we love him, because we know we have value because he made us. 
and he made rest for us. And so we're saying, I acknowledge that and that you know things I don't. And so can we spend some time together? Can you fill me again, Lord? Yeah. So that's good. Okay, Linnea, thank you so much for this time. It's been so good. I think it's really encouraging for people to hear from different ages, you know, different generations of people that were both like trying to figure out how to do this well and how to do it without being legalistic or being freakish about it, but to just have a time where we're really calming down our souls and saying yes to the Lord. So thank you for your time. It was really great. And I love you, daughter. Thank you. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow me and do a high rating so we can get more people interested in Love God First. And if you have questions I haven't answered yet, feel free to email me at lovegodfirstpodcast at gmail.com. That's lovegodfirstpodcast at gmail.com.